It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why aren't we in the bar? Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Take It to the Max Sports. My name is Max Arredondo, and I'm here with Brother Bob and Jason, and we are here at the Flying Whippet Productions live. So a couple of things I wanted to talk about before we get started. Obviously, Drew's not here, so he is out practicing and getting ready for either the Chicago Bears coaching job or the quarterback position. I'm not sure which one because he's been riding Chicago pretty hard this year. Well, we're replacing Drew with the monkey, and I wonder if a monkey would be, it would be a better quarterback for the Bears. Well, looking at the stats, maybe. So, I I got to feel a little bit for Justin Fields. He's he's getting destroyed. I actually listened to a nice interview with Alex Smith going, you know, a lot of his rookie season, it took him years to recover from the mental anguish of being destroyed. He doesn't have an offensive line to protect them. Does not. He's going to, he's going to develop bad habits. Yeah. They need to get Andy Dalton back in there and let Andy Dalton take all the punishment. The key to that, you can tell, we're going to talk about that tonight is if you don't have a good uh, support system with a head coach, offensive line and a general manager, you're not going to be successful. So um, just kidding. Um, Drew's uh, getting some rest and he'll be back next week, guys. So, uh, let's kind of review what we're talking about tonight. Um, we are going to talk about last week's games in the NFL, and then we're going to preview this week's games, and we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. Baseball, the playoffs start next week, and this is the last week for baseball, so we'll talk a little bit about that, and then we'll go into the pick of, pick of the weeks, including high school, college, and pros. So with that being said, let's review last week's games and the upsets Let's start off with the first game, and it was the Bills and the Washington football team. The Bills ended up going into Washington and beating them 43-21. to 21. Pretty good upset. We predicted that one. And then also the Chargers going to Kansas City, and the Chargers winning 30-24. to 24. The yeah. Rams... Yeah, how about that? The Chiefs are last place in the in the AFC West. I don't think anyone had that picked. Yeah, so they have some work to do. We'll talk about them playing this week, and it's one of those must win games. So I think so. Yeah. And then the last one was the uh, Rams beating the Tampa Bay Bucks, and we kind of saw a little bit of a preview as far as maybe the NFC Championship game this year. So we'll see. That was a great upset. So yep, Tom Brady, four hundred and thirty-two yards, forty-one for fifty-five with one touchdown and a loss. <laughs> and a loss. <laughs> go Rams! All right, now we're going to go into the preview for this week's games, and we have a we have three of them that I really want to focus on. We're going to talk a little bit about that, and I'm going to ask Bob a couple of questions. Uh, This week, I have the Los Angeles, uh, or excuse me, Los Angeles. Well, actually, it is the Los Angeles Chargers, but they're going to be playing the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Vegas Raiders are undefeated, 3-0, playing against the Chargers, 2-1. They're playing in LA. Now, is this one of those where the we're going to see the Raiders go four and zero and kind of show that they are going to be strength as far as that division, or are we going to see them kind of like what they're really about this year. I think it's going to be really inter- interesting to see what, what Carr does. And I, I think this is, 
three and zero start for Gruden, I think, is a nice validation of what he's been trying to do. I think they're gotten solidified and stabilized in Las Vegas. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a legitimate football team. The the LA Chargers with Herbert there, though, it's a very very potent offense. My my biggest question for the game isn't who's going to win. I I still think the Chiefs are coming back and taking that division. It's you have more Raiders fans in the stands or more Chargers fans in the stands. <laughs> we could see more Raiders, absolutely. Uh, so that'll be that'll be pretty interesting. You kind of keep following that, but you're right. I, I still see Kansas City uh, with strength in that division. So next one, uh, we're talking about the Cowboys and the Panthers coming into town. The Cowboys are two and one, and the Panthers are three and zero. On that one. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys, but I, I see the Panthers giving them a tough time, especially with the way they're playing defense and they have a great coach. And we talked about Sam Darnold earlier. He's not making those mistakes anymore. No. Is, is it Sam Darnold has gotten better or Sam Darnold was always pretty good and the Jets really sucked? Yes. <laughs> if you can repeat that, Sam Darnold was actually pretty good in the Jets, like we talked about earlier. Uh, GM needs help. Head coach needs help. The whole football program there that they have, it, it's just not working. So, um, poor, you know, poor though, kid. Yeah, though, though I'm going to give my props to the Cowboys. Uh, they've been playing pretty tough and... Yeah, Doc looks like he's a pretty good quarterback. <laughs> and they do have the number one defense as far as takeaways. Uh, they have eight takeaways this year. Just kind of throwing that out there. So I'm picking the Cowboys on that one. Next one, uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles, both one and two, one and two. Um, it's a bounce back game for the Chiefs. I mean, what do you see the, them going into Philly winning that one? I think so. I, I mean, I, I said at the beginning of the season, I think the Eagles are a dumpster fire. And and their one game that they won, it looked it looked spectacular. I don't know if it's passing, you know, tired horses, but I think the Chiefs are coming back. I think it is a must-win game for them, even though it's not a divisional game. They're favored by seven on the road, so I, I mean, I think I think the line is definitely in, in their favor, and I I would take the Chiefs and give the points, and I I think it's going to be 10, 14, 21 points. Let me ask you: Do you think that? Um Jalen Hurst uh, finishes the game, or do you think they make a quarterback switch? I know it's kind of early. I don't. I don't see it all on his shoulders, but you could see where he was a little frustrated, and even the coach was asking him questions. You know, what do you see out there? And he just looked like this. He was lost for a little bit. Who was it? Was it Darnold? The, the one last yes. year that said, I'm, I'm seeing ghosts, or yes. I don't know what I'm seeing. <laughs> yes, he was seeing ghosts. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think the Eagles have, have to have to roll the dice and, and keep up with Hurts. I mean, they okay. traded away Wentz and, 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 and kind of let, let Foles go. And this is, this is their guy. They got to go with them. Okay. Well, we'll see. Chiefs are going to go in there, and hopefully they can keep it. Uh, the Eagles can keep it kind of a close game, but I don't see that happening. So Chiefs are going to win that one pretty handily. So, And next, we're going to talk about uh, baseball previews. Uh, baseball, one week left. Um, playoffs start next week. Uh, Tuesday and Wednesday with the playoffs. I'm excited. The best time of year, as I always say, October. Here we are. And just kind of going back and reviewing um, from who we had picked uh, going to the World Series. I'm still going with Tampa Bay, and I still say that uh, the Dodgers are going to do a play-in game with St. Louis, looks like the uh, Cardinals, but I still see Dodgers moving on and playing in the World Series with Tampa Bay, and I see Tampa Bay winning this year, so I'm excited about baseball. Any thoughts? Nah, not really. <laughs> not really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to see Max Scherzer 
Yeah. And the, and the Dodgers make it there. I I think Max needs another really, really good game. He got shelled last night. He I, did five earned runs and five and a third innings. And I think it may hurt his chances for a Cy Young. If he can do one more, one more outing and, and, and throw really, really well. I think he's, I think he may be a, maybe a candidate for the Cy Young again, which I think would be his third team that he's won the Cy Young with. And I'm, and I'm a huge Scherzer fan. I'm a, I'm a Washington Nationals nerd. So what they did this year just utterly pissed me off, but I'm happy for Scherzer. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited. I mean, with, with that team, they have a lot of talent. So um, it, it'll be interesting. I'm excited how great this is going to be for baseball. So speaking about baseball, um, you and I talked about this earlier. Last night between the Dodgers and the uh, Padres, it was the first time that they had an all-female announcers in the game, uh, especially in the booth, and then they had one on the field. Uh, Jessica Mendoza and, uh, let's see, Melanie Newman. Uh, great job. I'm excited. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more of that. They did a great job. One of the things that I was reading about earlier, uh, how well the, the game was moving and how well they spoke about it, key factors about the game, and I think we need to see more of it. And one of the things that I was kind of reviewing today was um, kind of a comparison between females breaking into the announcements. Um, we got referees out there. You and I talked about that, uh, how now we have females coaching in the NFL. Uh, I think it needs something as far as maybe a little more strength there, a little more push. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to talk about a little bit was in comparison for example, Sue Bird uh, plays uh, basketball in the WNBA versus LeBron James. Uh, one of the things that was pretty interesting that I was reading was with her salary annually, she makes uh, 215000 a year versus LeBron James, who makes $37 million, uh, per year. And she's been in the league 17 years. He's been in the league 17 years. She's won four championships, WNBA championships, and he's won four championships equally there um maybe sometimes we focus a lot on one area maybe we could focus a little bit more in the other area especially when it comes to uh females kind of moving in in, in the uh, games when it comes into refereeing coaching playing all of the above one of the things that bob and i were talking about earlier was one of our own here becky hammond when is she going to mm-hmm. get her shot well i mean i and i applaud her i mean she, she said publicly i do not want to be Pick to be a coach just because I'm a woman. I want to be picked because I'm the best coach. I think her best opportunity may be here in San Antonio. I mean, I, I think we all think that Greg is slowly coming to the end of his illustrious career. You know, you, you, you go back to the to the salary disparity. Professional sports are one thing. I mean, I think the, the, I don't think the M, the WNBA brings in enough revenue to justify yeah, huger do. salaries. Yeah. But what's more interesting when you talk on the college sports side, because those players are supposed to be student athletes, it's all supposed to be about equality, title line and all that. And it's nice to see the NCAA finally stepping up and going, okay, we need to give as much attention, as much, you know, tender, loving care to our women's sports. Yeah. And I, I didn't even realize that the women's tournament never had the rights to use March Madness until this year. Until this year, yeah. Uh, and I read about that. And you know what? That's something that they should use. And there were some um, quotes out there that are saying, why should uh, the women get to use that? And it's all the same thing. I mean, March Madness is March Madness basketball. It doesn't matter if it's male or female. And and that's more of, the, uh, that's more of what 
collegiate sports in my mind should be about is about people playing for the love of the game, the, the, the love of sport, because the majority, the large majority of those players aren't going to play in the WNBA. And even if they do, you're going to have a Sue Bird who's going to make a, you know, a lot of money outsized against the rest of her, you know, uh, colleagues. But most of those, most of those women are going to go off and be, you know, professionals, lawyers, doctors here and there. You, you look at the men's game and a lot of those guys are, they're doing their one and done, you know, especially at the top of it. I, I like the, I like the women's game for more of the purity of the student athlete. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the epitome of the student athlete. College basketball is not. <laughs> well, I, I think we should still uh, keep, you know, reviewing it, uh, keep supporting, keep watching. Uh, I'm, I'm a father of two daughters. And you know what? If they want to coach uh, <laughs> the Green Bay Packers or the Dallas Cowboys, I, I say to both of them, hey, you can do it. Yeah. And, and I, I'm looking forward to the day where there's, there's been this attention about, about these women coaches coming in and, you know, and getting their chance and, you know, the referees and on the women's side, there's been a lot of talk about making sure that women coach women's sports. I, I want it. You should have the best coach, whether it's a man or a woman, I don't care the plumbing, who's the best coach for your program, whether Absolutely. it's professional or, or amateur. Yeah, go Spurs, go, and uh, let's uh, come on, Pop. It's time to maybe uh, step aside a little bit and let Becky do what she needs to do and bring us that sixth championship here to San Antonio. Well, I think Becky may get a chance. I don't know if you're going to get a sixth championship. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll see. (laughs) Give her her a spot in the chair. So, all right, guys. Uh, Next, we're going to talk about... the picks for Max. I always do a pick for high school, college, and the pros. Um, I'm doing pretty good right now with uh, the high school. So let's see if I can go, uh, let's see, four in a row. So for this week, I have uh, San Antonio Roosevelt playing Brandeis, and San Antonio Roosevelt is three and two. Brandeis is four and one. I'm actually going with Brandeis this week um, to win that game. And then for the college, uh, I am going to go with the game, which um, I'm excited. Maybe I can kind of catch a little bit of the highlights on this one, but it's going to be Ole Miss going to Alabama. And Ole Miss is 3-0, Alabama's 4-0. And right now, the points on this one, they have it at 14.5. I would jump on that. I I would go with Ole Miss. Number one reason is because Lane Kiffin, the head coach at Ole Miss, used to coach at Alabama. And um, he's the one that really started the Alabama offense explosion and followed up by Sarkeesian. So Lane Kiffin's going to be throwing a lot out at Alabama on their defense. So I would go with that one with the points. And maybe with the points, take Ole Miss. And then on my NFL picks. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I'm going to take Alabama and give the points. Do, do you know what Saban's record is against his former assistants? I know, I saw that. I can count the number of games he's lost after I chop on one hand after I chop it off. <laughs> after you chop it off, I, I I like Lane Kiffin. He's kind of putting himself back in that position where um, maybe USC takes a chance at him, or, or maybe Florida State. But he's putting himself back up there again. He, I know he kind of stumbled a little bit, and but he's going back up there again. I like Lane Kiffin. We'll, we'll see. So we'll see about that one, but I I like that. But again, I'm going with Ole Miss and I'm going with the 14 and a half. And in in the NFL side, um, this game I've been, I circled it uh, when the season started and I cannot wait for this one. Uh, Tampa Bay 
Buccaneers are going to New England and they're going to be playing the, I don't know if you heard of New England Patriots up there with a head coach, Bill Belichick. So I'm going with Tampa Bay and I'm taking the points on with seven on this one. Uh, I'm excited. Cannot wait to see this game. I think that this one's going to have high ratings. Bob, are you taking the Patriots or the Buccaneers? I'm going to defer to my friend, Timmy the monkey, who's actually going to do a ventriloquist act and throw his voice at me. <laughs> okay. Hi, Max. I'm Timmy the monkey. And I'm going to take the Patriots because they're going to cheat their way to a win. I'm going to take the points and I'm going to go to the bank with that win. <laughs> All right. Well, Timmy's going to take the Patriots. You know what? Uh, if Belichick pulls this off, especially with uh, Mac Jones, um, there's going to be a lot of talk uh, in New England about that, but also in Tampa Bay. So we'll see. I don't know if... Um, if you know this or not, uh, Bob, but there's a book that just came out um, about Belichick and the um, New England Patriots. A lot of stuff's coming out on that. Have you heard anything about that recently? I mean, I've heard some of the some of the snippets from it. That what was it? Belichick wanted to get rid of Brady around 2017 ish, yeah. which I. Th- it, it, that was the Jimmy Garoppolo coming oh, in yeah. and, and and trading him trading him off and. There's two sides to that. Belichick side is, well, we need a backup quarterback because you're not really telling us. I know you keep saying that you want to pay, you play until you're past 40, talking about Tom Brady, and Tom Brady is, is saying, yes, he's going to do that, but Belichick wanted an exact number, and and it's coming back to, well, we still need, need, need a backup. So Yeah, and I, Brady is an outlier. Br- Brady is an exception to the rule, and, and Belichick is, is awesome, and Bill Walsh was awesome at this too of – I am going to get rid of you before your last season where you're going to be good. I'm going to get rid of you where I have value, where I can get some value out of you and not, not when you're on the back end. No, five years ago, if you, if you told the regular sports fan that, that you're going to have a 44 year old quarterback throwing for three games in, he's throwing for like 1200 yards already. Mm-hmm. Uh, every, every NFL fan, every NFL analyst is going to go, Nope. Father time always wins. And generally, father time always wins. And TB12 is just the exception that proves the rule. I, I think Bill Belichick probably should have gotten rid of him and let, let him go on go on the pasture. I'm, I'm a 49ers fan, so I remember Montana moving off and yeah. shuffling off to the Chiefs. They could have waited a couple more years with Montana. But with one of the things that I found interesting, I can't wait to read the book, was you know Brady's whole thing was where he would take less money pay uh, as far as his contract, but he wanted decisions uh, where he wanted to evaluate the talent that was being drafted, but also help out with that. And he wasn't allowed to do that. But if you take less money, you, you got to give him a little bit. And I could work for a buck an hour too, if I was married <laughs> to Giselle Boonchin, who makes more money than me anyway. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's like, okay, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take all that money because I don't need it. <laughs> well, books coming out. We'll, we'll see. Um, and, and as far as this week's concerned, it's going to be exciting, uh, both in the collegiate level. Uh, baseball playoffs start next week. Uh, the NFL is going to be exciting as well. Uh, one of the things that I also wanted to touch about or touch on, we're going to talk about it next week a little bit. The NBA is going to start, and the the hot topic right now with the NBA, just to kind of talk 
uh, touch on this a little bit is with the whole Kyrie Irving, you know, and I know there's Wiggins out there uh, with the Warriors, but Kyrie Irving right now is kind of set in his and set his position where he's not going to be playing home games, so he's going to be losing that those that check because of the vaccination. One of the things that I was reading about is because the Barclays Center has that policy and that rule that. If you're not vaccinated, you can't play there mm-hmm. in those events. So this guy's going to lose what is not forty million something. I mean, I, I I applaud someone for sticking to their beliefs. I don't think those beliefs are well founded. In fact, and you know, go get the jab. It you know, LeBron said it. He's like, I'm protecting me. I'm protecting my family. I'm protecting my teammates. The Lakers are 100 percent vaccinated. 100 percent. And if I remember right, there's also something even weird too about some of the home games. If you're a member of the home team and you're not vaccinated, you can't play. But if you're a member of the visiting team, you can come in and play. It's just a whole morass of just inconsistent regulations and inconsistent ordinances. And just, just get the vaccine and play basketball though. We'll get into this later on that Bob doesn't like NBA basketball before Christmas. I don't, (laughs) I I, I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. It's like, this is NFL time. This is world series. series, If you're going to talk about another team, let's talk about hockey. Hey, that's going to start up soon as well, hockey. And last thing about, uh, before we wrap up with Kyrie is this is the same guy that said that the world was flat. Remember that? Well, prove to me it's not. Well, we can drive. We'll just keep going in a circle. Well, are we? Yeah. We'll take Timmy, let him drive, and we'll probably be back here in about two months from now. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for tonight. And uh, again, thank you, everybody, for viewing. Uh, I'm here with Jason, Timmy, and Bob, and Drew will be back next week. You guys have a great evening, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you for watching. Oh, yeah, and, and, and sorry, I meant to say this earlier. Actually, Drew is actually in the comment section. Uh, he's taking back everything he ever said about the Cowboys. He can do that. I'm not. Um, <laughs> And uh, in in honor of Drew, who is not here, we are going to use a soundboard. Here we go. It feels like he's here. It does feel like he's here. It does feel like he's here. <laughs> Drew, you're missed, man. And uh, can't wait to see you next week. Thank you again, everyone. Uh, let's have a great evening. And the Jaguars are winning 7-0 to zero against, uh, against Cincinnati, guys. Thank you very much. Have, have a good night. evening.